Welcome to the Heartbreak to Happiness Show with Sara Davison. If you're struggling with a breakup and you feel shocked, angry, betrayed, devastated, or sad and alone, then this podcast is for you. Best-selling author and award-winning host, Sara Davison, shares how you too can get on with your life to heal, grow, and move from heartbreak to happiness. Here's your host, Sara Davison. Welcome back to the show where you'll learn to transform your heartbreak into happiness. I'm Sarah Davison and I'm here as your trusted guide to help you every step along the way. On today's episode, we're diving into are you getting dragged in to drama with your ex? Now, Some of you will know what I'm talking about. I mean, when there's so much going on in your ex's world, it's kind of like a toxic vortex that sucks you in and you can get swallowed up by what's happening in their world or their behaviors. And it can be all consuming and very overwhelming and end up being the thing that's all you think about all day, all night. I know I have lots of coaching clients who don't sleep at night because of the dramas that they're caught up in that their ex is either causing or is part of their life so that they get dragged into it. Sometimes completely unwittingly, they didn't know it was happening. And then before they know it, whammo, they're caught up in something. And other times it can be when they felt they had to get involved. Otherwise, the situation wasn't going to get resolved. So if this is you, if this drama constantly with your ex is driving you insane, is all consuming and it's all you're thinking about right now, then in this episode, I'm going to share with you my top tips for how to manage that. But please know it's super common. So please don't feel bad. The good news is there are lots of things you can do to help you with these kinds of situations. So the first one is to be conscious about what's going on. So spot the signs of the drama before you get dragged into it, okay? So for example, one of my clients was getting very upset the other day because her ex was picking up her son, who was only two years old, and driving him back to his house and quite often turned up without a car seat. Now, this was driving her mad because she felt that it was his responsibility to have the correct car seat that he should be prioritizing that. So she'd spoken to him about it and felt that, well, now she told him, then he would do the right thing and get the car seat sorted. But the next time he turned up, there still wasn't the proper car seat. And then the next time, the same. So she said it again. She brought it up again. She even messaged him before he left home to say, please make sure you bring the car seat. Please make sure that you remember. And again, he kept forgetting or just refusing to bring it. For her, it was so, so frustrating. And she was seriously worried because obviously she felt that her husband was putting her baby at risk. Now, the situation here is that she cannot control what her ex is doing in this situation. She's tried. She's really tried. And she's done her best to be reasonable, to be rational. She's even gone to the point where they've had a few heated arguments about it. And he tells her not to worry and that he's doing it. He's on it. And and she was just at her wit's end. So one of the things we talked about was what she could do about that. 
So the next stage then in these frustrating situations where the drama is unfolding, you're getting more and more emotional, you're getting more and more sucked into a situation where maybe you feel you're being very rational, like my client in this scenario, but your ex isn't responding or isn't doing what you think is appropriate. So the question to ask now is how do you take back your control of that situation? What can you do? What can you control? Now, for my client in this situation, what she could control was having a car seat, the appropriate car seat, ready when her ex turned up that she could put in the car and make sure that her son was secured in before he drove off. So that was what she did. Now, her ex came back. Her son wasn't in the car seat. But unfortunately, she couldn't do anything about that. She didn't get the car seat back. So the next time he turned up, she had another car seat. She borrowed car seats from her friends and she just kept going until her ex had so many car seats at his house. In the end, he remembered to bring it back. He kept one in the car and then it became a habit and she's overcome that situation. Now, the key to this is understanding and recognizing that however frustrating it might be, we cannot control what our exes do. We can't control what they say. We can't control what they write, what they type, what they're doing, what their behavior is, how they co-parent, how they parent the children at their own house. We can't control any of those things. So worrying about it and stressing about it can drive you absolutely bonkers and quite often does. And it's quite normal as a parent. And this goes for men and women, mums and dads. When you're co-parenting, these sort of things can cause huge stresses. Now, you may not even have children with your ex and still get caught up into drama. For example, one of my male clients, his wife was still very friendly with his sister. Now, whilst he had done his best to have an amicable split, he felt that his ex-wife was going around and talking to his sister, which was then getting his sister involved in the middle. And then his sister would sit down and talk to him and ask him, what's going on? Is there any chance you could get back together? And would relay information from the ex-wife to him. Now, he's a really decent guy and he didn't want to hurt his ex-wife. He didn't want to cause her any pain, but it was because she'd had an affair that he had decided to leave. And because that trust had broken, he really didn't want to get back into that relationship, however heartbroken he was. And he really was devastated by it. But he decided to move on, but it couldn't be for him. It wasn't something he could forgive. And he wanted to move on with his life. But what he found was he was getting sucked into the drama of what was going on in his ex-wife's life, how she was coping, what she was doing, because his sister was involved and put in the middle. Now, I know that some of you out there listening are going to be in the same situation with family members that are still caught in the middle in situations like this. And even well-meaning friends or family members can really keep you stuck in that drama. So what I would suggest is you have a conversation with them and you say, listen, I appreciate your situation is difficult and you want to stay friends with both of us. However, please know that this is causing me stress and I know that's not your intention. I know your intention is to be supportive and you're trying to do your best, but please can you respect the fact that I don't want to be caught up in this. So I don't want to talk about this topic with you. By all means, have that friendship, have that relationship with them, but I don't want it brought to me. Now, for some of you, that's going to be easier than for others, I know. And it will very much depend on the friend or the family member, their personality type. But actually, remember, this is about you and creating your own boundaries so that you don't get sucked into 
that drama, which can keep you stuck in heartbreak and stop you from moving on. So remember, we can't control what our exes are doing, but we can ask ourselves the question, what can I do to take my control back in this situation? So another client of mine has had a real problem when her son goes to see his dad. He doesn't have any clothes there. So he goes in the clothes that he's wearing from his mum's and he comes back in the same clothes. But obviously they're dirty. There are a few days that he's been living in the same clothes. So she asked his dad if he could buy some clothes and he said he would, but he never did. And this happened for many, many months with her making phone calls, sending texts, asking and getting very upset to see the state of the clothes and the hygiene of her son every time he came home. Now, this is a difficult one because she expected her ex to pay the money to get the clothes. And that's totally understandable. She was paying for the clothes in her house and therefore expected him to pay for the clothes at his house. But it just wasn't happening. And she was driving herself Matt. I mean, she really was going crazy and getting very, very upset about it. And it was all consuming. And it was one of those things that would show up so often that her son was picking up on it. And he would begin to feel like it was partly his fault. And so there was a ripple effect that was getting out of control. And everyone was caught up in this drama because her ex was refusing to get new clothes for the son. So what could she do to take her control back? That's the question that she started to ask herself. And one of the things we came up with in our coaching session was that she would provide clothes in the bag that her son took to his dad's. And what happened was he would then get there. And if he wanted to get changed or he needed a fresh set of clothes, there were always going to be some clothes in the bag. Now, she was upset about this at first because she said, but why, Sarah, why am I paying for clothes to go there? He should be. Well, that may well be true, and situations aren't always fair. But you have to make a decision about, do you want to get sucked into that toxic vortex of that drama and get sucked up into that loop that just goes round and round and round and gets you more and more stressed? The likelihood is your ex isn't stressed at all, but you are, and it's impacting you and your life. It's about choosing your battles, picking the fights you need to have and walking away from the things that really in the big scheme of things don't matter. So once we talked it through and she had a better understanding of that, she did decide that, yeah, it was the right thing to do. It was the best thing to do. And she wasn't worrying or anxious about her son when he was there. She wasn't worrying or anxious about him when he came home because he changed into the clothes she'd given him. Over time, those clothes built up at her exes, so he had a spare wardrobe there. And that meant that things got a lot, lot easier and resolved themselves. So the situation that you're in right now, whatever it is with your ex, if there is a huge amount of drama, start asking yourself the question, where can I get my control back? What can I control? What can I do to make this a little bit better? The interesting thing, if you are dealing with co-parenting issues like that, is that kids are super resilient. They really can cope a lot better than we can. So if you're a dad or a mum worrying about your child when they're with your ex, actually the kids are fine. They get on with things. They cope with things as long as they're safe. Dirty clothes don't phase kids. Going to bed late doesn't phase kids. They might be more tired. Yes, you may have to pick up the pieces. Yes, you may not like the fact that they're coming home and their clothes aren't clean because it's different to your house. 
But actually, it's okay for kids to experience different things in different homes. And they are a lot tougher and a lot more resilient and sometimes don't even notice the things that would bug you. Please be reassured and know that your kids are resilient and can cope with things. And quite often it's us putting our own anxieties and stresses onto a situation and the children can cope okay. So what else can you do to stop yourself getting sucked into that drama? Well, one of the things my client Jane was doing, and I spoke to her actually about this the other day before I was going to record this podcast, as she said, yes, it's true, sir, it's so true. What she was doing was she was going to her friends and updating them on the latest drama with her ex. Now, for the last two years, there has been a lot of drama and some big things, some shocking things, some things that had involved the police and things that had involved her parents, things that had involved her son. There were some huge shocking things. So I'm not underestimating the drama. But what she said was she felt it was perpetuated by the fact that she had to keep updating people. So it meant that she never really escaped from that bubble. And when I spoke to her the other day, she said even during the pandemic now, her friends will FaceTime her. And that time is really precious because we don't get that much time now in lockdown or isolation to really connect with friends and loved ones. And she was finding that she was getting so frustrated because her friends would be asking her for the latest update. They wanted to know. They wanted to show how much they cared. And it was quite exciting in a lot of ways because there was a lot of drama going on and they wanted to know almost like the next installment so they could catch up. And Jane said to me that she felt bad if she didn't update them and she didn't know how to handle that because there was a part of her that wanted that love and connection from her friends when they phoned and told them the next update. A lot of her friends were married and so had no comprehension what it was like to go through a difficult breakup. And this was something that they connected on. And she got a lot of love and sympathy and connection from sharing her story. So there was a part of Jane that didn't want to stop updating them. But then there was another part that knew that it was kind of keeping her stuck. So what I suggested was that it was okay to update her friends, short snippets, but that was it. But to almost turn it into a game with them to say, look, I'm really trying to not talk about my ex. I'm really trying because the more you talk about something, the more you remember the details, the more you relive all those negative emotions, those uncomfortable feelings. And we just don't want that. We don't want to be reliving that past and that connection with our ex. In fact, it magnifies the drama if you're talking about it all the time. Your brain doesn't know the difference between it happening right now and it happening in the past when it actually happened. So what happens is your body goes, oh, I know this story. I feel upset. It makes me feel a bit sick. It makes me feel uncomfortable. I feel hurt and betrayed. And I'm worried now. I'm anxious. And it triggers off all those negative emotions all over again. And Jane was recognizing consciously now that every time she told this latest update to her friend, she would re-experience those emotions, put down the phone or stop the video call and feel bad, even though she connected with some of her favorite people on the planet. So we turned it into a bit of a game. So now when she connects with them, she said she's doing this new thing where she says, okay, I don't want to talk about my ex. If either of us bring up my ex's name, then we have to go, oh, no, we're not going there. We're not going there. Stop, stop. (laughs) So what happens 
is that she can't connect on that level. So she's having to come up with new things, new stories, more positive things, or find more out about her friends and their lives so that they're not getting stuck in that toxic, unhealthy story. So what it's doing is it's diminishing the control it has over her. It's dialing down those negative emotions and allowing her to let go a little bit more and move forward because she's not reliving the drama. So have a think about how many times you talk about your ex. How many times do you update with your friends? And how can you work with your friends so that they still feel supported and loved? Because one of the things Jane was worried about was that her friends would feel bad that they weren't getting the update and they'd want to know. She didn't want to let them down. So by turning it into a game where they were both involved so that they would be just as responsible as she was for not bringing it up, for not talking about it, and they would be like, no, no, we're not allowed to go there together and making it kind of a fun thing so that they would then have to think of something more positive to talk about really gave her a tool that she could use. And she was happy with because the friends that she had obviously wanted to do the best by her. And when they heard that she was trying to not talk about her ex so that she could feel better, they were super supportive of that. But quite often we get into a pattern, don't we, of connecting with people on a certain level. And if that's a negative level, then that can bring us down. And if that's about our ex, that can keep us stuck in the drama. So it's about redefining those conversations you have and that relationship you have with your friends. Because if they're true friends, they're still going to be there to support you, to help you through. But if they consciously understand and you can talk to them about, I'm getting stuck in the drama, I need to get out, then best friends, great friends will be all too happy to jump in and help you with that too. So the final point I want to share with you in this episode is that Obviously, when you're going through a breakup and you are getting dragged into drama with your ex, if there is another partner involved and your ex has moved on with someone, that can be another point where you find yourself getting sucked into that vortex because your mind will take you there. Now, my client, Helen, was in that situation where her ex had moved on. He was with a friend of hers, well, an ex-friend now, but a friend of hers that she'd gone to school with. And she was really getting sucked into their dramas because there was a lot of drama with the girlfriend because she was always causing problems. She was getting in the way of the ex communicating with Helen about their son. And it was all becoming a very difficult situation for her. Now, one of the major points in Helen's life is she she didn't have anything else going on. After her ex left, she had a little breakdown and then she found me and we started to rebuild her life. But one of the things that we noticed was that she didn't have anything to look forward to in the future. She wasn't dating. She hadn't got her life back on track at all since the breakup. So one of the things we did was to get her on dating apps. Because if you're obsessing about your ex and his partner, which is very normal, if they've gone off with somebody, maybe if they had an affair, they've betrayed you or they've gone off with someone you know, that's tough. Even for some of my clients who there was no overlap, but their partners just moved on a lot faster than they have, that's very painful too. The challenge is if you don't have anything going on in your life, the tendency can be to think about your ex and how happy they are with their new partner. So getting back on those dating apps, getting back out there is really important, okay? I can't stress how important it is. Now, some of you will be saying, Sarah, I don't want to date. I'm not ready yet. But this is about chatting to other people. You don't have to go out on a date. You don't actually have to meet anyone. But building your confidence by seeing what's out there, 
and just having a bit of fun, chatting to people and getting involved with other people's lives and seeing just the bigger picture that your ex is just one human being on the planet, guys. And there are so many other people out there that you could be compatible with, you could get on with. If you listen to some of my episodes where I'm interviewing like Eric Edmeads or Jason Vale, they've all been through tough breakups and come out the other side, but they have really interesting views, especially Jason Vale, on finding new partners and moving on. And that is really key, actually, because whilst you may not feel you're in the right place to have a serious relationship, you're definitely in the right place to dip your toe in the water and boost your confidence and start to feel good again. Now, that is one of the fastest ways to tip the balance from focusing on your ex and their partner and getting sucked into that drama rather than focusing on your own life. So, Top tip would be if you're finding you are obsessing about your ex, get yourself on some of the dating apps and start shifting your focus. You've got something else to think about and there's not as much time to think about them and what they're doing or get sucked into any of the situations that they're trying to drag you into. So I hope you found this helpful. Getting sucked into drama is draining and it can stop you moving forward in lots of other areas of your life, like your career, other friendship relationships. It can be all consuming and and edit. And you can become pretty boring if that's your topic of conversation with everybody. So hopefully in this episode, you've realized that actually taking your control back and managing the things you can control will enable you to stay outside of that drama, will enable you to take a step back and say, I'm not going to get involved. I'm just going to get the car seat like my client I told you about. Or I'm going to put clothes in a bag. I'm not going to fight. I'm not even going to pick up the phone and tell them I'm not happy about it because I know what happens. That triggers a whole situation of I just can't be dealing with because I would love you to be focusing that time and energy not on your ex or that negative situation, but on you and moving forward and creating a life that you're truly happy with. Thank you for listening to today's episode and allowing me to help guide you from heartbreak to your greatest happiness. I look forward to you joining me on our next episode. That's it for today's episode of Heartbreak to Happiness. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener every single week that posts a review in iTunes will win the chance in the grand prize drawing to win a private VIP day, including exclusive one-on-one coaching with Sarah Davison herself. Be sure to head on over to heartbreaktohappinesspodcast.com and pick up a free copy of Sarah's gift. Then join us on the next episode.